Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, an infant formula company on a mission to get a lot closer to the most super superfood on the planet, breast milk. Our patented protein blend has more of the important and most abundant proteins actually found in breast milk. We're the first and only US-made formula to use organic grass-fed whole milk, not skim. We even conducted the largest clinical trial by a new infant formula company in a quarter century with clinically proven benefits like easier digestion, less spit up and softer poops versus a leading infant formula. And we make our own formula in the USA and our very own factories in Iowa, Oregon and Pennsylvania. Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's get into the word. Lift your Bible out. Let's make our confession of faith together. Anybody ready for the word besides me? Bishop, why do you have us standing up? Because this is the last message of the series, Curse Breaker. You got 48 hours. Whatever your curses were going to do, they ran out of time. <laughs> Whatever the enemy helped to do, somebody say he's ran out of time. Come on, lift your Bibles. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, God, we tell you that we're open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak. God, speak, speak, speak. And we declare, Father, that the word of prophecy that has been released, that we would walk in that word, that by the end of this month, every curse that we've been in operation in, it would be broken. Open your mouth. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Say, every curse has run out of time because they're being broken. 48 hours left in Jesus' name. Saturate this building and your home and wherever you're at with the praise behind that. Come on. Why am I putting the praise behind it to push it out? Why am I putting the praise behind it to push it out? Look at somebody next to you and just say, you're a curse breaker. You're a curse breaker. 
Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Our series is Curse Breaker, and we've learned, I have taught you all this month that you literally are the curse breaker in your bloodline. I need you to hear me. Heaven has its money on you. The reason that you were born is because you would do what nobody else in your bloodline was willing to do. The reason that you were born is because you will do what nobody else in your family have the ability to do, and that is to break every single curse that's been an operation in your life and operation in your bloodline. Say, I'm the curse breaker. I've taught you that the meaning of curse, it's on the screen, it means to abate. You know a curse is working in your life whenever you see things being made less and reduced. What does this mean? It means that there, every area of your life where there's a curse in operation, it may start great, but then it reduces. And for some of you, I need to tell you, your last day of reduction was yesterday. You can sit there and look at me like that if you want to, or you can hear what I just spoke and receive that for yourself. 1 Samuel 3.19 says, And the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. I'm going to say it again and give you an opportunity to jump in that. For some of you, your last day of reduction was yesterday. Because from this day forward, you're increasing. Increasing in your finance, increasing in your faith, increasing in your worship increasing in your christianity baby you're about to be the best christian that you it means to abate and to abate abatement is the opposite of abundance and you and i were called to live in abundance let me help you jesus did not die to get us out of hell so that we could live in hell no he says john 10 10 i am come that they may have life watch this and life more abundantly he did not say life in abatement which means a curse he said life in abundance which means the blessing and the blessing i've taught you has to be chosen the next meaning of curse is to make bright for negative reasons, which means you will always be pointed out for the negative things that you do and never get credit for any of the good things that you do. And for some of you, you have been angry with people. Nobody ever pays attention to the good that I do. Everybody always talking about the negative I do. That's an indictment on you, not them. Because when a curse is an operation in your life, the only thing we can see is what's negative. We cannot see what's good. Why? Because the curse is blinding us to the good. For many of you, watch me, yesterday was your last day only being pointed out for your negative. Number three, it means to be brought, bring into contempt. To contempt there means worthless. So here's what happens when a curse is working. It says you feel worthless, but you treat things like they are worthless. For some of you, you literally let people treat you like you were worthless. And so now you thought that you weren't worth much, realizing, watch me, it was an indictment on their curse, not a revelation of your value. So don't let anybody's mistreatment and mishandling of you make you think that you don't have value or you're worthless. What it reveals is you the one got the curse because you didn't know how to handle something of value. I the next definition, it means to a curse, which that means you have three destinations. When a curse is working in your life, there's only three places your life can end. I don't care where you plan on it going. I don't care where you set out on it going. There's only three places you can go in your finances, in your business, in your family, in your marriage. Your marriage may start amazing, but when a curse is an operation, watch me. That's why it matters who you marry. You better make sure you marry a curse breaker. You better make sure you marry to a curse breaker. Why? Because if not, you're going to be headed to blessing. They're going to be headed to curse. This is why you grew apart. Why? We ain't going the same places. 
It means to deliver to destruction, misery, or evil. Like curses and operation, those are the only three places you can go. Destruction, misery, or evil. Look at me. It can start great. Every job starts great for some of y'all, and then it ends up in destruction, misery, or evil. And you keep saying that God's just trying to sift me. The Lord, no, no, no. He's trying to show you that there's a curse that you need to break because you should be like wine, not milk. Milk spoils over time, but wine gets better over time. I'm so glad you sit next to a fine wine. I I'm so glad you're chatting with a fine wine, which means I get better over time. Watch me. I may stumble. I may fall. I may get knocked down. But because I'm a curse breaker, I get back up and I keep it moving. Who can celebrate the fact that you may not be where you want to be, but you can thank God that you're not where you used to be. Somebody say, I'm like wine. I get better. I get better. I get better, 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 better. And how do I know my life is going to get better? Because I'm getting better. Next definition, it means to despise. This means that you look down on things. This is why the Bible says things like this. Do not despise. Don't look down on the day of small beginnings. Some people are arrogant and they think that's the blessing. You are literally cursed when you look down on other people. You're literally cursed when you look down on opportunity. You're literally cursed when you look down on something. But then here's the flip side. It means you will be looked down on. So the same hate you give, you get. When a curse is working, you will literally get the same thing you put out because there's an arrogance. Let me go on and break this spirit. That there's an entitlement that you have that you think because you're breathing, you should be winning. Mm-mm, boo, that's not how it works. The Bible says, Deuteronomy 11 and 26, I set before you today the blessing and the curse. The choice is yours. Your mama can't choose. Your daddy can't choose. Your babe can't choose. Your husband can't choose. Your boss can't choose. You've got to choose for yourself. But when a curse is working, you, you look down on everything. I'm too good for that. Really? Then why is it on your table? <laughs> then why was, it, why, why was it offered and served to you? It's, it's, it's trying to show you that there's something that needs to be broken in your life. And watch me. It's got the right one. I'm going to have you say this at least 14 more times. So I need you to just go and jump in this water. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Bishop Oman, why do you have us say so much? Life and death are in the power of your tongue. If you don't say it, you'll never see it. Bishop, why do you have us elbow and fist bump and type stuff in the chat? Matthew says that wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So when you agree, what are you doing? You're activating the power of agreement, which means I don't care what was against me. Agreement just knocked it out. So this is why I need you. Watch me. I, I know you may not know your neighbor. I know you may not know who you're chatting with, but I need you to let agreement knock out anything that's trying to aggravate you, anything that's trying to assault you, anything that's trying to assail you. Come on. Just elbow a fist bump somebody next to you and say, I'm a curse breaker and so are you. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Don't go to them no more. Pick another person that when you say something like that, they put a praise behind that. Find you somebody else, fist bump them or elbow them, say, I'm a curse breaker and so are you. On the chat, I, if they don't have some praise emojis, say it to somebody else. You spent 35 years cursed, you're about to be blessed. You spent 50 years cursed, you're about to be blessed. You Shout, I'm the curse breaker. Look at the next definition. Look at the next definition. It means trifling. When a curse is an operation, everything is trivial to you. Nothing's a big deal. You ever met people where nothing's a big deal to them? 
No, plane leave at 945. They get into the airport at 940. Mad at the gate agent. Nothing's a big deal. Like they're going to hold a plane for you. Y'all ain't said that to me. Well, I mean, everything is trivial. Nothing's a big deal to you. Nothing is a big deal. That's a curse. It is not simply being a laid-back personality. I'm chill. No, you're cursed. Because there should be something that invokes passion. There should be something that makes you get, watch me, if you don't get mad, you ain't passionate about anything. Let me help some of y'all. The reason you get so angry is because you care so much. I... And some of y'all need to learn how to identify your real friends and your real people that love you. Why? Because when you tripping, they get angry with your behind. And they say, oh, no, we ain't doing this today. And the people that go along with you, you celebrate them. And you need to be celebrating who get mad and gets in your face. I pray you have a circle that will check you if they see you getting cursed. They will check you if they see you off. They'll get in your face. I don't care if you don't like me, baby. I came for both of us to be better. Iron serpents iron. I don't need to be around no punks. I'm iron. I don't need to be around some aluminum. I'm iron. Everything eventually ends in death. Somebody said that's the curse. Speak this. See, say, up until yesterday, that's where I was. Bishop, how do you know? Because there's two causes of curses. The first I've taught you through this series is a generational curse. This is a destructive pattern of behavior that's passed down and around. You got it from your mama. You got it from your mama's mama's, from your mama's mama's mama, from your mama's 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 mama. You got stuff from people you've never met, and you literally are carrying around their baggage. Watch me. You are carrying around all of their junk from their trunk. Here's what I'm excited about, though. Since you're about to choose the blessing, what was junk is about to be treasure. <laughs> I speak to some faith people that maybe are watching me online. It was junk, but somebody say it's about to be treasure. Look at this, look at this. It's a generational curse, and I've taught you about breaking nose. In fact, I've even wrote a book called Sins of the Fathers. I encourage you to get it, not because I'm promoing a book or anything like that, just full disclosure. The church keeps 100% of the profits from every book that I sell. It's always been that way since the beginning. I never wanted to get one dime from the books. I wanted the church to benefit, so let me just say that to you. He's trying to sell a book, baby, bye. Um, that, that goes to the church. So let me just help you. All right, watch me. But you should get that. Why? Because it will show you how to literally begin to go through your bloodline and, and your generations and break every curse. Question, if you're going to be like the generation before you, why we need you? Why do we need you if you're going to be exactly like what was before you? See, this is the reason why you've always been a little, a little different. Who can be honest that the truth is, even around some of your blood, you've always been a little different. And what the enemy wants to make you think is that something's wrong with you. But the truth is, it might be that something's wrong with them. See, Joseph's brothers didn't like him, but it wasn't something wrong with Joseph. They saw on Joseph what they didn't see on themselves, which is this is the one that's going to break the curses. Can I help some of y'all understand? You the golden child, baby. You're the one. Heaven's got its money on you. Heaven is betting that you're going to do what nobody else would do. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Second type of reason that a curse uh, is caused is a generated curse. A generated curse. This means from your words 
and from your actions. And we've learned on every day, in every decision, your words or your actions choose the blessing or a curse. Deuteronomy 11.26. What does Deuteronomy mean? To say it again. In the book of Deuteronomy, you're going to see several things that were said once in Exodus, Leviticus, etc. that are repeated in Deuteronomy because there's a principle is that whenever you're going to teach, redundancy is the teacher's best friend. People eventually get what they repeatedly hear. This is why for some of you, the enemy, he wanted to get you, watch me, with you hearing negative stuff so you'd eventually believe negative stuff. So you kept hearing you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb, you screw up, you screw up, you screw up, you screw up, so that you would believe that. But I rebuke every lie that's ever been spoken to you about yourself. And I declare, watch me, what the word says about you. You're the head, not the tail. Above, never beneath. You're more than a conqueror. You were made in the image and the likeness of God. And what does Psalm say? He's crowned you with what? Honor and glory. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I rebuke every lie. Now, now, now look. He says, I'm sending before you today a blessing and a curse. This is powerful because being a curse breaker, here it is, is a lifestyle choice. I need you to get that because this is the last message in the series. And some of y'all still like, Bishop, I, I, don't, I don't even feel like I started scratching the surface of all the curses. I know. Here's the deal. We're about to change your lifestyle. And because we're about to change your lifestyle, it's going to make you the curse breaker. Why? So anytime one shows up, you can say, that's not how I live my life. All right? Look, look a curse breaker chooses different than the cursed. So how will I break every curse? I'm going to choose different. Say choose different. Look at me. This isn't on anybody else to do. This is on the person sitting in your seat, the person sitting at your kitchen table, the person sitting on your couch, the person sitting Indian style in front of the TV. What they say, crisscross applesauce. I didn't learn that when I was coming. It was Indian style. So it's still Indian style to me. All right, no offense to anybody. We love everybody. Say, I choose different. See, here's what's going to be the difference between where you go in your next 12 and where you've been in your previous 12. You're about to choose different. Why should you be excited about your future? Because you're about to change your choices. So I'm not just saying, Lord, do it, Lord, do it. No, Lord, you do it, but I'm going to do what I have to do to change my choices. Ooh, if you don't lay your hands on yourself, say so you're about to choose better. Look, look, Deuteronomy 11:27. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today. So a curse breaker chooses different than the curse. Verse 28, and the curse if you do not obey. So pay attention. The blessing of the curse was picked by your words and your actions, and it was predicated upon did you obey what he said? Well, Bishop, what does that mean? Well, a lot of Christians, you're looking for voices and you don't pay attention to verses. Because his greatest voice is already revealed in his verse. Hmm. Y'all better hear what I'm saying today. So for some of you, like, God, oh, what are you saying? He's saying, I need you to go back and listen to the message because what I preached in the message is exactly what I'm trying to say. He says, the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn. I want you to pay attention to this. But turn. But turn. But turn. You were doing good, and then you made a bad turn. Watch. 
I was in Chicago a few weeks ago. I love being in the downtown of any city that I preach in, any city that I go to, any city I'm doing business in. I like going downtown. Don't put me in no suburbs. I don't like that. Don't put, I don't want to see no houses. No, put me in the high rise. Put me downtown. I like, I like downtowns. I like lights. I like getting out and being able to walk to where you want to go. So last time I was in Chicago, they said, sir, they said, I, said, I, was, I was checking in, and they said, uh, sir, you just need to, it's three blocks away to get to the parking garage. They said, they said, matter of fact, it'd be easier for you to walk there. I said, well, great. I said, I want to walk around anyhow, so I'll just park it myself. I said, so I'll walk around and, and, and do that. And they said, just follow this map. So I take the map out, and I'm looking at the map. I'm following the map. Here's the, pro- and listen, it, how many blocks away? Three. He said, you'll be there in less than two minutes. An hour later, I ended up back at the hotel. Watch me, because I took a bad turn. You ready? There was a whole lot of traffic, and the traffic from other people influenced my turn. Some of y'all about to get up. This is why you have to be careful who's around you because for some of you, you wouldn't have chose that except for the fact that you had a bunch of cursed people around you. Oh my God. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm not turning wrong this time. He says, but if you turn aside, which means God says you were going the right direction. You watch me. You were mighty, you curse breaker, you, but you have turned. And since you have turned, what does this teach us? That even the mighty can fall. See, you were a Christian of the year. <laughs> and then you took a turn. You, you used to have passion for God. And then you took a turn. And it's convenient to blame it on your pastor, blame it on the church, blame it on people. It's convenient, but just tell the truth. You turned. Stop lying. Let's go on and deal with the truth. You turned. I just don't feel nothing when I lift my hands. That's, watch me. You the one that doesn't feel anything. That, that doesn't mean he's not there. That just means you didn't feel it because you took a turn. Even the mighty can fall. So watch me. Watch me, curse breakers. You can start out killing the game, killing these curses. But then if you turn, and why normally do we turn? Won't you come? Why normally do we turn? You're doing good. You're doing good. Come on, just come. You're doing good. You're doing good. But then you see something that distracts you. And now the distraction has got you turning. So before you know it, you're facing what was a distraction. See, just because it's a distraction doesn't mean it has to distract me. And for some of you all, watch me, yesterday was your last day being distracted by your distraction. They're going to try it, but you're going to be like, nah, you should have came last year. You should have got me when I didn't know I was mighty. But since I found out I'm mighty, baby, I'm not going to be able to turn. Could you elbow somebody next to you and say, I'm not turning, I'm not turning. Even the mighty can fall. Super Christian can fall. Super prayer warrior can fall. Preacher so-and-so can fall. Servant so-and-so can fall. Why? Because you turned. And here's what you'll accuse. You'll accuse God of turning. You say the Lord, he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday today and forever it's just it feels different now it, look if you stop living by your feelings maybe you can have some results you got it 
Look, he says, but if you turn aside from the way I am commanding you today to go after, here's the line, after other gods. What does the word God mean? Sources. So here's what you're turning for. See, he's your source. Say, he's my source. He's my source. All right, okay, come up here. You're going to play the Lord. It's right there. Stand right in front of that, right back there. Right in front of that, right back there. There you go, okay? All right, now watch. I'm doing good. I'm mighty. I'm a curse breaker. Hey, ya, Curse breaking. Curse breaking. But then I see another source. So now, watch me. The God that got you the job, now the job is more important than the God that got it for you. Listen, listen. Serving got you that. But now that's more important than the serve that got you that. So what happens is now you go from God and you turn to another source. And now you begin to serve a resource instead of serving the source of the resource. So now you're chasing money as if you were, I can't say that. I said it to Levitate. You chasing money like you turning tricks. You're chasing clout now. You want to be famous. You want to be famous. Because you think that popularity equals profit. And it doesn't. There's a lot of great influences that the only place they relevant is on the computer. But hear somebody next to you say, that won't be your story. Say, because you're a curse breaker. You, he said he'll make your name great. Watch me. If I stay focused on my source, he's going to make my name great. On Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever you go. And when you walk in the room, they're going to see what's on you because he is your source. I need you to worship God for five seconds. Tell him you are my source. Go five. Go. You are our source. You are our source. You are our source. You are the source of our life. You are the strength of our life. Hey, come on, tell them. Say, God, you're my source. So, so watch, so watch. Somebody say, even the mighty can fall. Which means this, that small choices can bring big curses. I'm going to say that again. Small choices. See, I know I sent you back, but come back real fast. This is your workout day. You can count this as your steps, okay? Right? Small choice. See, see, I'm right up on it. And when you're mighty, you will begin to get confidence in your might that you don't pay attention to the fact that you chose wrong. So you went to the left instead of going, excuse me, you went to the right instead of going to the left. You went to the left instead of going to the right. You made the wrong choice. And a small choice can bring a big curse. I'm going to say it one more time so that everybody hears me. A small choice can bring a big curse. Riding to the store with the wrong people. You better watch boys in the hood. You go to the store with the wrong people. You're supposed to have a promising football career. And now you're gone. No, pay, pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. A small choice. Like God is right here. 
And another source is right here. See, for some of you, it's not money. Mm -mm. It's the people. You call them friends. Jesus calls them pigs. But what do you mean? The Bible says you, sh you don't cast your pearls before swine. Or no, give what's holy to the dogs. Jesus spoke about human beings. And he says, some people don't do nothing but oink, and they don't even oink right. Like, if you're going to be a pig, be a good one. Oh, like that ain't, your throat is clogged. So you pick their opinion because you want to be important to them instead of obeying what he said. Let's just have a moment. How many of us can be honest that we have picked people over what God said before? My hand's up. If your hand's not up, you're lying, so you're doing it now. But we've all done it. We've all done it. So, so watch me. So since we've all done it, don't feel condemned. Don't feel judged. But I need you to choose different. Because a person can never be your source. It can, a person can never be your source. You know why a lot of marriages get in trouble? It's because they thought they were marrying a source. You better be marrying a partner. Mm. Why? So we can build something together. I, you don't need somebody that's going to be tearing you down and criticizing you and trying to be. You need somebody that's going to say, baby, go get them goals while I get mine. And when it's your turn to be on stage, I'm rooting for you. And when it's my turn, I'm rooting for you. I pray God bring you partnerships. Small, small choices can, can bring big curses. So let's look. I'm going to introduce you to a man. He was a king, and this is what the Bible says about him. 2 Samuel 1 and 25, it says this about him. Saul is the first king of Israel. Now, let me give you some context. God told his people, I don't want y'all having a king but me. What did God tell him? I don't want y'all having a king but me. No, literally, I just told you. Some of you are like, I don't know what he said, Bishop. What did God tell him? I don't want y'all having a king but me. Why? Because he knew that that person would become their source. Pay attention. So Saul's name, even embedded in his name, means you asked for this. I gave you what you asked for. And now that you got what you asked for, you wishing you would have asked for something else. Some of y'all need to thank God that he didn't give you Saul. Why? He didn't give you what you asked for. Why? Because you weren't ready for it yet. I know we know how to celebrate when God gives us what we want, but only mature people can celebrate for when he's saying, nope. Is there any mature people in this building? Any mature people online? If you're mature, can you worship God for five seconds? Why? That he said no to what you asked for. No. 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 Ain't going to be able to do that. Going to need to shut that down. Nope. 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 She look good, but she ain't good for you. He look good, but he ain't good for you. They talk a good talk, but baby, they can't walk it like they talk it. I... Somebody say, thank God for the nose. So he's the first king. And literally embedded in his name is, you asked for this. So I want you to see what the Bible records about him. Second Samuel. You know Samuel because he's a scripture I quote often. But the Lord didn't let one of his words fall to the ground. Here's what the Bible says. How the mighty... You're the king. You are the man. You are the first king. Watch me. You're the curse. It's an open book test. It's on the screen. You are the curse breaker. And now the Bible says, how the mighty have what? Fallen. And when did you fall? In a battle. 
Which means the only way I know whether or not God is with you is how you come out of your battles. Don't you ever be jealous of somebody. You're doing right by the Lord and other people aren't. Wait until they get into a battle. Because when you get into a battle, they're going to have to call on themselves. They're going to have to call on their source. But you and I will call on the name of the Lord. When did he fall? He fell in a battle. And when did he, where at in the battle? In the middle. He, watch me. He had enough strength to get to the middle. I'm going to come for somebody today. Why? Because every time you get to the middle, you quit. Every time you get to the middle of it, you give up. And I came to cancel your quit. Check your email. It's a cancellation notice in there. For every time you quit, for every time you gave up because it got rough, because it got tough, somebody say, I'm the curse breaker. And I'm not dying in this battle. I'm not falling in this battle. He's the first king. He is literally the curse breaker. And the Bible says that he failed in the middle of a battle. And why am I teaching you this is the last message? When you go forward from here, you are going to have to make sure that you don't fall in the midst of your battle to break the curses. Because it's easy to fall. Somebody say how. Let me show you how he failed. 2 Samuel 1, 6. There was Saul leaning on his spear. Pay attention. Paul was in the, or excuse me, Saul was in the process of committing suicide. Let me see if I can say it another way. He was in the process of self-destruction. And in the process of self-destruction, the Bible says he's leaning on his spear. Pay attention. There's no way to lean on your spear unless you intend for it to pierce you. The spear was used, pay attention, to throw the spear was used against enemies. Pay attention. You didn't need an enemy, Saul, because your enemy became your greatest enemy. I want you to see that nowhere in here is the devil involved. Because some of you will give the enemy way too much credit and way too much power to do what he does not have the ability. The devil trying to mess with me. No, Saul, that's you. He's literally being self-destructive. He's literally talking crazy. He's literally, all the curses, he was supposed to be the first one to break. What is he? The first king. His name literally means, you asked for this. And I gave you what you asked for. And now in the middle of battle, you're leaning on your spear. And behold. Can, can you say it like old King James say, behold. Mm, a little bit more dramatic. You can do it. I know it. Let's go. Behold. The chariots and the horsemen were close upon him. In other words, he's in the middle of a battle, and now the battle's getting more intense because he's fighting with something that's bigger than him. See, he was fighting the foot soldiers, but now he's fighting the chariots and their horsemen. You, you'll catch it in a second. So, so once it gets really intense, his self-sabotage perfects itself. See, for some of you, you are good for months, and then you sabotage. You are good. You are doing amazing, and then you sabotage. Why? Because you sense that the chariots and the horsemen, this thing is getting intense now. Let me bow out. Let me give up. This is <laughs> this too much. <laughs> I can't do this. 
this, this, you know what? It's easier to just settle. I was watching this show the other day, and uh, it was talking about this cook, this chef. He's a world-renowned chef now. And, uh, and he was saying, hey, I should have, um, I wish I would have lived in this city. They were visiting the city. He said, I wish I would have lived in this city. He said, this city seems real cool. And the other guy that lived in the city told him, hey, listen, to be honest with you, it's actually good that you didn't live in this city because you wouldn't have got, you would have gotten comfortable. He said, had you lived here, you would have gotten comfortable. And if you got comfortable, you wouldn't be where you are now. When the battle gets intense, I need you not to back up, to give up, to put up, or shut up. I need you to go into curse breaking mode. Because if he's struggling with self-sabotage, what does this tell us? He's not the first. This thing has been passed to him. He's spoken this thing. Do you remember he said things like this? When the people started talking about David's killed his tens of thousands, Saul's killed his thousands, he all of a sudden began to have an inferiority complex. So he began to compare himself to somebody else. And instead of celebrating David, he begins to try to cancel David. There are people who watch me won't celebrate you. They want to cancel you. And I'm so glad they don't control the power. Mm. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I can't be canceled. Say, I'm uncancelable. The chariots and the horsemen were upon him. Look at this next part. And he said, stand beside me and kill me. He tells this to one of the people that are there. He says, stand beside me and kill me for anguish has seized me and yet my life still lingers. See, my life still lingers. My life still lingers. See, this is how we know he was trying to take himself out. But he wasn't even successful at it. Which means you could overcome suicide and still be a self-saboteur. You could overcome depression and still be a person that goes and takes regularly scheduled trips to that place. He says, stand beside me and kill me. So he, he's the king. He orders his own death. Pay attention. The devil didn't. His enemy didn't. He ordered his own death because even the mighty can fall. Somebody said, Bishop, I ain't trying to order my death. No, you just stop making progress, which is the same thing as being dead. And I came to get some of you back on your game. Oh, my God. Because the moment you stop making progress and the moment you become stagnant, you're as good as dead. Only thing you do is suck air and go to sleep, eat. But elbow somebody next to you said, but you're about to live. Wrong neighbor, find one that'll put a praise behind it. Elbow, say, but you're about to live. I... Bruh, if you don't move, fist bump somebody, say, we're about to live. What's got him all twisted? What's got him twisted? It's on the screen. He says he's in anguish. He's a curse breaker, supposed to be. But when he gets in anguish, what does this mean? He's entangled and perplexed. He got a whole Will and Jada and, 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 and what's the other boy? August. He got a whole situation going on. See, some of you all, you, you, you don't realize that if the enemy wants to get you, it begins with a conversation. You need to guard access to you like it's Fort Not like you got gold in there. Because uh, you do. Everybody can't get to a king, so why everybody get to you? 
Some of y'all need to leave them DMs on red. Y'all ain't going to. Well, you don't get access to royalty just because you walk up on it like that. I need some of y'all to be careful. Why? Because look at the screen. It says he's entangled. He's entangled. He's entangled. And he's perplexed. Which means he's got some bad hombres around him. He's got some bad connections. He's got some people around him. Watch me. My question is this. Saul is the king, which means his armor bearer should have been there, which means, which means instead of bearing their armor, they helped him take himself out. Paul bears and armor bearers dressed the same. You better make sure the people around you are armor bearers, not Paul bearers. Paul bearers are trying to carry you to your death. But armor bearers are trying to block you from death. In 2022, you're going to be surrounded with a circle of armor. They ain't going to let you fall. Can you practice with somebody? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Can you practice with somebody? Just go to somebody and touch them. Say, I'm not letting you fall. Uh Uh-uh. I need you to get out of your seat and go find somebody you don't even know. And just touch them. Just touch them. Elbow them, fist bump them. Say, I'm not letting you fall. I got a circle full of armor bearers. You'll have a circle full of people that'll cut for... Somebody say, I'm not falling in my next trail. We're almost done. So look, so look, so look, so look. Look at verse 10. So I stood beside him. This is the man telling David what he did. So I stood beside him and killed him because I was sure he could not live after he had fallen. Which means when you're cursed, you don't even know that you fail. You think, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just going through something right now. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm processing it. What are you, Windows 95? How long does it take to process? How long does it take? It's been months. You know, I just am processing it all. Yeah, dog, your slow computer behind. Hurry up. <laughs> you dolls, we got to. <laughs> you dial up. <laughs> Don't let nobody pick up the phone. Everyone, your whole connection. <laughs> Who remembers when internet used to get the CDs on a Sunday morning paper and you set up a new email every time so you get the thousand free hours? Thank you for the two honest people in the building. Thank you for the three honest people. You have 45 emails trying to get these free thousand hours. (laughs) Red mama praises the Lord at AOL. (laughs) Thug for Jesus at AOL.com. Your second account, thug for Jesus today at AOL.com. Third account, thug for Jesus tomorrow at AOL.com. You got tired of typing all that. I watch, watch me, watch me. You will say things like I'm processing it. And God says, you've already fallen. It takes you too long to get it. Lay your hands on yourself, say, but I'm the curse breaker. I want you to pay attention to this verse. I stood beside him and killed him because I was certain, I was sure he couldn't live 
after he had fallen, which means his death wasn't to fall, his lack of progress was. His death wasn't to fall. Because some people are like, well, at least I'm, you know, at least I'm breathing. And that's great, but that's the only thing you aspire to is to breathe. At least I know of the Lord. Even the demons know that. That's not enough. Mm. Come on, prophesy to yourself. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Here it is, and we're done. Why did he fall? We knew how he fall, fell. Let's look at why he fell. Here it is, 1 Samuel 15, 3. It's about to get juicy. This is the gravy. Y'all ready for the gravy? Some say juicy. Some say juicy fruit. That's all to call y'all YouTuber. <laughs> so God, what is Saul? The first king. So God says to him, hey, you're the first king. There's some people who did my people wrong. And I want you to go kill them. This is what I love about the Lord. You forgot. God says, oh, no. I remember exactly what they said, who they said it to, when they said it. Watch me. For everybody that feels like God let somebody get away with something, he's got a long memory. Watch me. But when I'm his child, the Bible says he'll throw my sins in the sea of forgiveness. You better hear me. If you're my enemy, he's got a long memory. But if I'm a child of God, maybe he'll throw my stuff into the sea. Somebody say, I thank God I'm forgiven. So God says, go kill him. He says, now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them. Have no mercy with who had none with you. Don't spare them. Kill them. Man and woman, he gets real, you ready? Child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. God said, kill them all. God says, they messed with my people. And now that I have a king in place, I'm ready to execute Romans 13. I'm ready to execute my vengeance against them. See, for some of y'all, watch me. I don't need you clapping back because he claps back way better. Matter of fact, I need you to just make this declaration. Say, I forgive everybody and anybody that's ever hurt me. Say, I release bitterness, unforgiveness against myself and others. Say, God's fighting for me. God says, kill them all. I like the Lord. He's thorough. He said, don't let now one of them walk. Get them all. I feel bad for the people who thought they got over on you and got away with it. I feel bad. I just heard this for the system that thought it got over on you. Why? Because God says, I got something for them. We'll shout about that at the eleventh day, but I got to go. Watch. Look at this. Now, so God was very, is that clear to you? Who's supposed to live from Amalek? Nobody. Nobody. Who is that? Listen, are there animals supposed to live? No. He said, Kill the, the ox, the sheep, the camel, the donkeys. He said, don't even, you, uh, in the Hebrew culture, a donkey was like a car. He says, don't even let their cars come. I'm going to get you something new. You ain't renting one. 
like he's very thorough. But look at what Saul does, verse 10. The word of the Lord came to Samuel, verse 11. I regret that I made what y'all asked for, king. What did he do? Please be a good class. He turned. You better get what I'm saying. And all of these blessings will come and overtake you if you faithfully obey the word that I command you today. But if you turn, lay your hands on yourself. Say, don't turn. For he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. Now, why did I take the time to tell you what God told him to do? Because let's be honest, that wasn't necessarily easy because God says, I even want the infants gone. And sometimes, watch me, to be a curse breaker, there are certain things that you're going to want to hold on to you're going to have to let go of. There are certain people you're going to want to hold on to, but you got to let go of. You ready? There are certain cities you want to hold on to, but you got to let go. He says he turned. That mark turned. And I wish I never would have made him king. Because he didn't do what I said. Can I take you the rest of the story? Look at verse 12. And it was told to Samuel. Now, who's Samuel? The man of God. And it was told to Samuel, Saul made a monument for himself. So let me get you the story. He disobeys the Lord. He knows he disobeys the Lord. And you know what he does? He builds a monument where he disobeys the Lord. In other words, now he makes himself a source. Pay attention, curse breakers. Because see, once you start doing good, all of a sudden you can start thinking it's you. And you'll forget that it's the Lord that's on your side. Uh-uh, I need you to know it's not your expertise. It's not your education. It is not who you know. It is not because of how creative you are. The only reason that you're doing what you're doing and you have what you have is one word and one word only. It's a name. And that name is If you don't say that name, Jesus. So this, this, this guy builds a monument for himself. This is what many Christians do. You're breaking curses. And now you start, instead of being the curse breaker, you, you think that you are God. You won't say it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, you won't say it. But when it's time to worship, because you don't want to, you don't lift your hands. So, so you just made yourself God. He says, clap unto me and shout unto God with a voice of trying. So we say clap, you don't clap. You made you God. Because you decided, I don't feel like all that. And God says, okay, well, then you've made yourself God. Because I don't care how you feel. I told you what I wanted. Saul, I don't care what it felt like for you to have to do what I said. I'm a God that demands not perfection, but I demand obedience. And if you're going to be the curse breaker, you have to be obedient. So Saul makes a monument for himself. Mm -hmm. He creates a little club called Rebellion, a little group. You, You know, as a pastor, you can see this. You can begin to see when rebellious people begin to click up and make monuments. You know, I've seen this through the years. You see people click up and make monuments, and then they'll make a little monument, and then they may, they may do their own little thing and all that, and then a little lot of and all that. And God, watch me. And God says, but you've made a monument to yourself. And the Bible says, watch me, any monument you make to yourself, I will tear it down. So for some of you, the reason you go through some of what you go through is because you literally have put yourself on the throne. And you say, it's what I want. It's what I feel. 
See how quiet it's getting? Because for some of you, I'm deposing you. I'm taking you off of the throne that you were never supposed to be on. And by the end of this month, he's going to be back on the throne. That he, Come on. I need you to tell him, say, God, you are my source. Let's just do a quick recap. I need to make sure you got it. I only need five more minutes. I want to do a quick recap. Uh, quick recap. Deuteronomy 28, the end of that verse. Go back there real quick. Deuteronomy 28. So he makes himself a source. He turned back from performing the commandment of the Lord. I want them to say, Deuteronomy 28. But if you turn to go after other sources, Saul, you made your own voice a source. You made your own feelings a source. Y'all still with me? Okay, we're almost done. Here we go. Verse 13. Look at what he's going to do. Look at verse 13. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be the Lord. Watch him lie. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. See, I'm trying to show you how you fail. I'm trying to show you how curse breakers fall and start being the curse that they were supposed to break. It's because now, look what he says. I did it, Lord. Man of God, I did it. Oh, blessed be the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Here's how we know you're lying. Nobody even asked you that. You know you're dealing with a liar when they're answering questions nobody asked. You got it? He says, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. No, Saul, you did it your way. So you go from being the first, you're supposed to be the curse breaker. Please catch it. You go from being the first in your bloodline, you're supposed to be the curse breaker. You go from being the first king in your bloodline, you are kings and priests. You go from being the first one, and now you lying. I did pray about it. Here's what you did. Lord, this is what I want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, this is how I'm feeling right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And God says, you a whole lie. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. I'm faithful, except for the 80% you're not. I'm excellent, except if you don't like who you got to be excellent for and to. I love the Lord, except when you're pissed off at your spouse and then we can't even get you to worship. Piss may be a little too strong for some of y'all. When you're not pleasured with the behavior of your spouse. So God says, look at what he said. He says, I performed the commandment of the Lord. How many of us can be honest that we have said that we did something that the truth is we knew we didn't do it? Now you said you forgave him. You knew you didn't forgive him because as you were praying to forgive him, Lord, <laughs> I ain't trying to be cursed, so I forgive him. Here we go. I apologize if I offended you. That's not an apology. If, baby, bye. Apparently you don't know what you did, so it's not real. He did it his way. Verse 15, we almost done. Saul said, so Samuel starts checking him. Like, I like Samuel. I like, <laughs> you should read how the men of God, listen, you should read how the men of God handle people in the Bible. They, they, were, they were no mercy. Like Jesus looks over at Peter and says, shut up, devil. Get behind me. And don't drop my bag on the floor. No, seriously, read your Bible. The way Elijah and Elisha, the way they handle people, 
Elisha was trying to run behind him. Come on. He was trying to run behind him. Elijah, the man of God, he's trying to run behind him. And he was like, stay here. Don't go nowhere. I got somewhere to go. And here Elisha come following him. Elisha said, well, wherever you go, I go. Elisha like, I don't feel like being bothered right now. I'm not into people. Can you please stop messaging me? Can you please just back up? Now he keeps following him. God, man, if you don't, what is it now? Wherever you go, I'm going to go. Listen, listen, listen. For some of you, the price to actually be anointed means that it requires a pursuit that other people will never understand. But that's why when you do what you do, it works so well. Because there's a pursuit in you everybody else doesn't understand. So look at what, so just stay right there in case I need you. You ask the Lord to use you. Look, so Saul, Samuel starts checking him. We're done. Saul says, so Saul responds, for the people. Really, curse breaker? It's them now? It's them now? It's them now? See, for some of you, watch me. Here's the ultimatum. God says it's me or them. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we've uh, devoted to destruction. So not only did he do it his way, not only did he make himself a source, but now he's blaming people. Here's how you're not going to break curses, blaming people. This is why a few weeks ago I gave you a mirror. Because to be a curse breaker, it literally means you got to look at This is not about anybody else. This is about you looking at you. In the series image, you see me looking at myself. Because to break curses, that must me. I don't need nobody else to do that. That's in me. Yeah. Now your hands are going to say, I'm the curse breaker. We're almost done. So look, look at verse 20. And Saul said to Samuel, listen, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. You a whole lie. And for some of y'all, you're like, God, why isn't it changing? I've obeyed. Ooh, ooh, come on, let me get right up on the camera. Look, I see you. Look, look, look. That's Martin. Listen, flashlight cop, listen. Look, 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 look. You, did you obey? Or did you do what you wanted to do and call it obedience? And now you want him to give you credit for something he didn't even ask for. Did, did, did you obey? Come on, somebody next to you say, did you? Did you do what the word? I'm talking about these voices you want to hear. I'm talking about what these verses said. Look what he says. We're done. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission which the Lord sent me. We already identified that you lied. So now, watch me. Here's how you know you're walking in a curse that you dig in. Instead of saying, you know what? You're right, you're right. No, you dig in to your wrong. So what will happen? You will fall because you falsified the facts. Because you, oh, it's quiet in here. <laughs> That's okay. That's why I only need two more minutes. You'll fall because you falsified the facts. See, if you're going to break curses, you have to be honest with you about you. How do I know that you can break every curse by the end of this month? Because all it requires is you making different choices and you being honest with yourself. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, tell the truth to you. Be honest.
sense that sometimes you don't fully follow through like you should. And instead of being mad at somebody that checked you because you didn't follow through, follow through. You mad at the wrong one. You need to be mad at yourself. Look at the man or the woman in the mirror and ask them to change their ways. We're done, y'all. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm the curse breaker. I have to choose different. Look, look, look at this next part. He says, I have gone on the mission which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. What did God say to do? Kill them all. And I don't care if it hurts you to do it. It's them or me. You ready? It's comfort or change. You pick it. It's dying cursed or living to break them? You pick. It's the blessing or the curse? You pick. And I think there's some people in this building that ain't no lie that can say, I've made my decision. And my decision is, I am the. I am the. So here's the problem. Here's the problem. Look at verse 21. Just the first part of it. But the people. All of his reasons were the people. The people this, the people that, my cousin this, my cousin that, my mama this, my mama that, my daddy this, my daddy that, my ex this, my ex that, my future this, my future that. It's the car folks, it's the house people, it's the money people, it's, it's Excel, it's T-Mobile, it's Sprint, it's, it's AT&T, it's Verizon, it's, it's all this, all that, it's Target, it's Walmart, you know, it's Coles, it's, it's everybody else. And God says, I only need you to look at you because you can't choose for anybody else. Look at me, last, last part. You want to know why Saul failed? He never repented. Instead, this is what he does. This is what he does. He says, fine, Samuel. All right. Okay. You're right. See, this is how some of y'all do with the Lord. Fine, Lord. You're right. Then here's what he does. He tells Samuel. He says, now, come honor me before the people. Come with me. Watch me. I don't want nobody knowing I, I was supposed to break it, but I didn't. Mm. I, watch me. I don't want nobody in my business. You think too highly of yourself than you are. You ain't that important. Ain't nobody trying to get in your business. Everybody, somebody next to you say, ain't nobody trying to get in your business. You have met people that are so protective, and you're like, what in the hell are you protective of? Am I cussing? Hell is a Greek word, Gehenna. They're going to put it on the screen for you. <laughs> it means hot trash. I don't want nobody in my business. Look, it just your bit stop. Saul said, I don't want nobody in my business. I don't want nobody. He says, Man of God, come with me and honor me before the people. He says, I'm gonna go sacrifice. God says, obedience would have been better than your sacrifice. I don't want your sacrifice because all it is is you trying to pay me off because you don't obey. This ain't even an offering. This is a bribe. I want you to obey, curse breaker you. Come on, say it. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Look at this last part. We're done. 1 Samuel 16, 14. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a harmful spirit from the Lord. Read the last two words. Some of y'all didn't read it. 
See, you are. Everybody, one, two, three. Pay attention. Look at me. Because some of you are like, I ain't doing nothing. There ain't nothing crazy happen. You can't even tell that he's gone. You, you're doing, I'm manifesting. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. God says, you don't even know I've left you. And left you in torment. Pay attention. Pay attention. Here's the biggest part of the thing for me. God fires him. And for 14 years, lets him sit on the throne while he was getting his replacement ready. Who was his replacement? It was David. Some of y'all better hear me. See, you may think it's no big deal to break curses, but we already got biblical history that says God will fire your behind and let you sit there for 14 years while he raises your son up, raises your daughter up, raises somebody else up. And I don't know about you. I don't want anybody else breaking what I'm supposed to break. If you're the curse breaker, on your feet and put a praise in this atmosphere now. Come on, in the building and online. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. Open your mouth and say, I'm the one. I'm the curse breaker. Pray this to me. Say, Lord, I repent for every curse I was supposed to break, but I didn't. Forgive me for turning. Even the mighty can fall. Even the mature can fall. But I declare, that won't be my story. That won't be my journey. I'm fully equipped to break every curse that's been an operation in my life. I won't turn. And I repent. Forgive me for making a God out of myself. Forgive me for making myself the source. I repent, God. And I say, you are my king. You are my father. You are my Lord. You are my savior. In Jesus' name. You curse breaker, you. 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 Today, if you're in this building or you're online and you're not a Christian, today's your day to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, today's your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, like Bishop, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure wherever you're at today, this is your day, this is your moment. Please don't miss it. Please don't miss it. If even the mighty can fall, what will the weak do? Speak it again. I'm the curse breaker. Can I just get you to say your first and last name? Say, you're the one. Say, it's on you. Say, don't turn. Don't fall. You've watched others fall to be an example of what not to do. Oh, my God. You become a Christian to recommit yourself to the Lord. On three, just raise your hand in this building online. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. I've got digital ambassadors on every platform watching for your response right now. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in this building. God bless you. Hands up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Real quick, for the sake of time, everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, 
Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess in my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race. If I fall, I declare I get back up. I'm the curse breaker. It's on me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself, scan that QR code or shoot that text. Text the word decision at 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.